Hello, everybody. I am really sorry. I'm really having an issue getting this straight, and I'm not sure why. But anyway, my name is Karen Squalanti, and this is Nature's Alchemy. Now, uh, oh, here we go. All right. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to redo this because when I went, uh, when I turned this on earlier at three o'clock, unfortunately, um, I forgot to do the live streaming. So uh, I am going to uh, go ahead and start the whole thing over again. So uh, nature's alchemy. So we're going to, oh, one second. I forgot to do the live streaming. So uh, I am going to uh, go ahead and start the whole thing. Hold on guys. All right. Okay, so fifth chakra. We're gonna what we're gonna do today is I'm gonna go over the fifth, sixth, and seventh chakra, and then I'm going to uh, stop the video, and then I'm going to uh, talk about uh, chakra blockages and ways to energize your chakras, and also teach you a method on how to um, to do the. Uh, the chakra balancing. So let's get started. Now, just to remind you, uh, chakra or chakra, that's how they say it in Sanskrit, excuse me, uh, means wheel or vortex. And it's more a vortex because you got to think of how uh, the, uh, like a, a tornado looks. Okay. So you're going to, um, you're going to, um, it, it looks like a cone, like a spinning cone. All right, and the cones uh, go from the top of the head, they go up, all right, like this. And then the root chakra, it goes down like this. And then um, in the middle, they stick out from the body uh, forward and they also stick out in the back. So it's not just the front, okay? So you can actually do a better chakra balancing if you have somebody do it for you while you're lying on your stomach because the uh, chakras are much closer to the surface of the skin on the back, which is where your spine is, than on the front. I mean, it's, it works on the front too, but if you really wanna affect the chakras, then it's better to do it lying on your stomach with somebody doing it for you. Okay, so the uh, fifth chakra, the Sanskrit name is Visuddha, V-I-S-S-U-D-H-A. Uh, the location is throat. And the color is blue. So I've got quite a few uh, crystals here to show you. And um, let me see. So let me start with uh, these two related um, crystals. This is celestite. Okay. And celestite always comes in geodes. Like if you look on the back, you see there's the outside of the geode and on the inside, is these beautiful blue crystals, okay? All right. And then its cousin, or its older cousin, or an older sister, is angelite, and that's his angelite. So if you look at uh, the color of the crystals, it's fairly similar. Uh, this one is a lot younger than this one. Angelite is very, very old. And when you get an angelite geode, 
uh, you slice it in half and it looks just like this. It's solid blue. It's really pretty. So uh, that's two of them. Now, angelite and celestite are both very high vibration stones and they do um, via high vibration stones. So you can use them for angelic communication, uh, higher communication, uh, your spirit guides. So you can use them for that. Okay, here's another one. This is uh, blue quartz with demorderite. Now uh, you can see the blue quartz and you can see the demorderite. The demorderite vein, oops, wrong way. The demorderite veins are the dark blue lines going through that. So this is what they call a bridge crystal. Remember what bridge crystal is? You can use it for two different chakras. So uh, you can use this for the throat or you can use this for the third eye because the demorderite is darker blue. It's indigo colored. See how dark you can see the, the coloring on that. Okay. And then um, another one I have is Laramar. Okay, so just a piece out of my stash. Okay, I'm sure you can see it real well. Uh, I've had this for a long time. I bought it when it first started getting popular. Uh, so um, it wasn't as expensive as it is now. Here's another one. This is blue kyanite. Blue kyanite is absolutely stunning. Uh, it has, let me see if you can see, you know, that shimmer. That's mica, mica with the kyanite. And it grows in layers. It's actually a very soft stone. You can see those layers. All right. And here's the back of it. Okay. Really pretty stuff. All right. Another one that's really good for the fifth chakra is a uh, blue fluorite. Okay, um, hoping that you can see that. Okay, now this one also has a little bit of purple and has a little bit of clear and a little teeny bit of yellow, but it's mostly blue. Let me show the other side. Okay. So it's mostly blue. And so you can use that for the third chakra as well. And then let me see. I have some uh, appetite here, uh, blue appetite. Here's a piece. Okay. It's a little dark. You can use this as a bridgestone. Um, this one here is like peacock blue. It's really gorgeous. I don't, I know it's you really can't see it. But if you can get a, one in a palm stone, oh my God, they're absolutely stunning. Okay, and then here's a blue calcite. Blue calcite's another really good blue stone. Okay. All right. So those are some, oh geez. No. Okay. Um, guys, I got to make a really quick phone call here. Uh, one second. Uh, My battery's running low. I'm not really sure why, and I don't want to uh, lose what I'm doing here with you. I am having some awful technical difficulties right now, um, and I'm not sure why. Okay, excuse me one moment.
Okay, sorry about that, guys. I just want to make sure that I didn't lose my battery because um, for some reason, I guess, um, is, it, is, is it loose? No. Well, then why am I not being able to, why is my, what? Is it off? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is it on now? There we go. All right, back in business. Um, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Thank you, babe. All right, that was my son. He's my um, technical assistant. But um, I don't know what, what's going on and Mercury's in retrograde again or whatever, but today's just been one of those days. I really apologize. I hope I can get through this for you um, so that you can uh, you know, get some good information. All right, so uh, the essential oils um, that you can use are lavender and patchouli. Um, I've showed you the crystals already. Um, the organs that the fifth chakra governs are the throat, the thyroid, and the parathyroid glands, the neck, vocal cords, and organs, mouth, teeth, gums, jaws, ears, and muscles. Okay, if your throat chakra is overstimulated or excessive, you will talk too much. Uh, you will use talking as a defense. You uh, will not be able to listen because, you know, you can't really listen if you're not... Um, if you're not, if you're talking, uh, you will be prone to gossiping, uh, interrupting people, uh, overextending, overextending yourself, and stuttering. Uh, if you're underactive or deficient, you're uh, afraid to speak. You have a small, weak voice. Uh, difficulty putting feelings into words. You are shy. Uh, you may experience tone deafness and poor rhythm. And if you're balanced, then you're a, a good listener. You have a resonant voice, you know, very confident voice, good sense of timing and rhythm, uh, clear communication, and you live creatively. So the third chakra, I just want to talk about the third chakra about creativity because creativity starts in this in the second chakra or the um, the sacral, and uh, that's where everything gets birthed. Okay, that's where your all your ideas come from. But in order to express it, you need to be able to express and that comes through the throat chakra. So if you're out of balance or you're not able uh, to talk well or anything like that, um, then you may have uh, experienced writer's block or uh, creative block or you know artist block or whatever you call it. Um, but it's a, a block and sometimes you, um, you need to have both. Uh, the, you need to have a piece of carnelian and you need to have a fifth chakra stone. Um, I would recommend any, any fifth chakra stone. Uh, uh, let's see, um, Lewis agates a really good one. Uh, kyanite, uh, blue quartz, angelite, any of those uh, you can use, but that will help to, uh, to alleviate what they call um, artist block. Okay, so that is the fifth chakra. All right, and then the sixth chakra, one second. Oh. Okay. All right, so there's Angel, she's on, I see her. 
Uh, finally, I think I figured out the comments, guys. <laughs> so, Angel, uh, if you want to go ahead and comment, I will be able to see them now. Yay! All right. So, uh, let's do the sixth chakra. The sixth chakra, uh, the Sanskrit name is Ajna, A-J-N-A, which means to perceive, which is very appropriate. Its location is in the center of the forehead. Uh, and the color is indigo, which is a very dark. So, if you think of like unwashed jeans, like when you buy them for the first time, if you don't buy them stonewashed, you just get them regular. That's an indigo. That's a dark color. So uh, let's see. Um, I have a few, not too many, but I'll show you what I have. Uh, let's see. Boop, 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 boop. Where do you think you're going? They have minds of their own sometimes. Crystals. Okay, so uh, the most famous one for the third eye, of course, is a lapis lazuli. All right, and here it is, this nice little piece, really pretty. The color is great. This is really nice color for lapis. Um, doesn't have a whole lot of pyrite. It does have uh, a little bit of calcite in the back, um, but uh, it does have some pyrite. So I'm thinking this one is from Afghanistan. There are two places where uh, you can get um, where the, the major source of lapis is, which is Afghanistan and Pakistan. Um, if you have the, um, if you have Afghanistan uh, py, uh, lapis, then you're gonna have more pyrite. If you have uh, uh, Pakistani, uh, then you're gonna have more calcite. So that's how you tell where it comes from. All right, uh, let me see. Sodalite. That's another good one. Here's a really nice piece of sodalite. See how dark it is? Some parts of it are almost black. I don't know if you can see those, that little, those little spots on the top. Those are almost black. This is a really, really good piece of sodalite. A lot of people are used to seeing it like this. Okay. And that's the, sodalite has a lot of calcite in it. But if you can see on the side, the other side is really nice sodalite. So you can definitely use this for the third eye. Um, another piece, a couple more pieces of sodalite that are nice and dark. There's this one. And then there's this one. Okay. So those are some. And then I also have, uh, no, oh, here's another piece of lapis. Uh, this one is just a maiden stick form and it's drilled at the top. I don't know if you can see that. So you can, um, there you go. So you could make jewelry or earrings or something out of it. Um, and I also have a couple of pieces of uh, blue tiger's eye. Blue tiger's eye is an interesting crystal. Here's blue tiger's eye. I don't know if you can see that very well, but it's very shimmery. Uh, and the shimmery is called chatoyance. Here's another one. It's absolutely beautiful. I love blue tiger's eye. And uh, uh, tiger's eye is an interesting mineral because it uh, actually starts out its life being of asbestos. And then after that, um, the quartz will uh, take over the asbestos fibers, uh, which we call agatizing or fossilizing. That's another name for it. Um, and so uh, it becomes blue. And then over time, it turns gold. And then if it's heated, it all turns red. So. Um, most of the, I would say about 95% of the uh, tiger's eye that you get here in, um, in this country, uh, well, we're in the United States, is uh, all heat treated. 
okay? Um, but the other stuff is pretty natural, uh, especially the blue and the gold, all right? You can't really fake that stuff. Well, you, hopefully not. <laughs> okay, here's one more piece I'm gonna show you. This is a purple fluorite. See that purple? That is just absolutely stunning. That's just a really pretty piece of fluorite. And uh, that's a uh, purple fluorite. Dark purple colors are really good for the third eye. So you can also use amethyst. Um, here's another is an amethyst point. Okay, and this one is dark on the top. You know, see how it's pretty dark uh, purple. All right, so you can use this one now if it's really light purple. Uh, then you want to probably use that for the crown chakra. So we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. So those are some of the uh, third eye crystals that we have. So um, the organs, uh, oh, excuse me. Um, essential oils are geranium, lavender, rosemary, and spearmint. Uh, it of course is the intuition is what it governs. And the organs that it governs are the brain, the nervous system, eyes, ears, nose, sinuses, the face, the pineal and pituitary gland. And that, those are located right in the center of your of your head of your brain. So if you take your brain and go like this, and flip it over, and right in the middle you can see the pineal gland and the pituitary gland is behind it. So, excuse me, the pineal gland is really what governs the um, intuition. So if you are uh, overactive uh, pineal gland uh, or a third eye, then you will be prone to hallucinations, um, nightmares obsessions, delusions, uh, difficulty concentrating, and headaches. If you're underactive, you might be prone to poor vision and memory, insensitivity, lack of imagination, uh, difficulty visualizing, difficulty seeing the future, and you may not be able to remember your dreams and you may be in denial about a lot of things. If you're balanced, you are intuitive, perceptive, imaginative, uh, good memory, you're able to visualize, you're able to think symbolically, and you're able to remember your dreams. Okay, so uh, that is the uh, sixth chakra. So now we're going to go on to the seventh, and I just need a little bit of water. Okay, so the seventh chakra is at the top of the head, or the crown. And the color is actually ultraviolet. See, when you look at a rainbow, you see all the colors, right? But there's no like, like stark line in between them. They kind of flow into each other. And the reason is because the vibrations or the frequencies, they change, of course, and they go, they have a range. And then once they hit a certain range, they change to a different color. So at the end of the rainbow, when you see the, the red and you see the purple, if you look at the edges, you're going to see it kind of fade into, um, not nothingness, but you're going to see it fade into uh, out of the visible life spec light spectrum. So the visible light spectrum is our seven colors and everything in between, but it also starts at infrared and goes to ultraviolet. So that's why you can use clear stones for the seventh chakra, because it actually represents the ultraviolet color. Now you can use very light purple stones, like I also have a, uh, a very light amethyst, 
Okay, so you can use this on your um, crown chakra. Or you could also use it here on your third eye. But since it is really light, I would use this on the crown chakra instead of the of the uh, the, the sixth chakra. Here's another piece of amethyst that I have. I think I might have shown this to you before. Uh, this is a inside of a geode or a piece of a geode. Um, and it's very light, so it can be used also. Um, it may be a little, this piece may be a little too big to stick on your head. <laughs> so you can just hold it like this if you want, you know, or if you're lying down, you could just put this out of the top of the pillow. Okay, so you don't smash your head. Um, another uh, crystal that I have that is a uh, crown chakra is Labradorite. Now, uh, this one in particular is purple. And I don't know, I'm hoping that you can see that. Let me see if I can get that in there. Um, I know it's very hard to show you these crystals, especially, oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, there is a purple right there. Okay, uh, so this Labradorite, any kind of Labradorite actually um, will work with the crown chakra, um, but I, my favorite color is purple. <laughs> so I, every time I find a purple Labradorite, I scarf that one up. Um, let me see here. Now, of course, uh, you have white stones and clear stones, and this is a, a white calcite. Okay, so white calcite is very good for the crown chakra. Um, I also have, you know, clear quartzes. Here's just a, a, a chunk, just a chunk of quartz from the vein. Quartz grows in either veins or it grows in, um, in crystals, all right, or points. Um, so I'm going to show you a few of those. Uh, let me see. Here's, a, of course, a quartz crystal. This one's a Lemurian. Now, what separates a Lemurian from a regular crystal, regular quartz crystal, is that there are, uh, and it, it comes from one place. It comes from the Lemuria mine in Brazil, which has a connection to the ancient um, uh, civilization of Lemuria. And uh, it has striations or lines going along each facet. So I don't know whether you can see this or not. Um, let me get it a little closer. Okay, but every facet has lines going horizontal this way. Okay. So if it doesn't have them on all of them, then it's not Lemurian. So here's just another generic crystal quartz, piece of quartz, a point. Okay. Here's another one. This one's a little clearer. Whoop. That's my green screen. My green screen doesn't like those. <laughs> All right, and then I also have a little big pyramid. I'm gonna show you my little pyramid. My little pyramid. This is cut. You can tell it's cut its quartz because when you look for these clear, you know, if you don't if if you don't look to see if there's inclusions, uh, then it's probably a piece of glass. So you may want to just check that out. Oh, here's one. I forgot about this one. This one's one of my favorites. This is optical calcite. Optical calcite is very interesting because now this one's not very clear, but you can get them almost crystal clear. 
And what's really cool about these is that when you put these down on paper, it uh, makes two images. So it's like it reflects the light. So the Vikings used to use these to navigate by, they would hold it up to the sun or stars, and then they would calculate the difference or the distance between the refractions and navigate. I have no idea how they did it. Um, a friend of mine's son uh, is into that, that stuff. And uh, he was telling me about it. it was a very interesting procedure. So uh, those are uh, some uh, clear, some seventh chalk crystals. And there are many other ones. I mean, there's diamond. There's, there's a great example, Herkimer diamonds. Um, I mean, there's just so many, you know, clear crystals that, you, you know, you could just go crazy over them. Um, but uh, those are the common ones and they're easy to find. Um, and they're cheaper because what happens is you, when you, um, when you go to buying them in a crystal shop, you know, the Herkimer diamonds, little teeny things are like 20 bucks. You know, they're like little teeny things. Um, and they're very energetic, but if you're on a limited budget, you know, which um, to me, it's like, I have expensive stones. I, because I, that was my business. So I was able to buy them at a good price. But, uh, but if I was just collecting them, I'd probably wanna stay within my budget and then treat myself every once in a while to a really cool, expensive piece. So, um, and that's what I've done, but I don't have anything here except, well, no, okay. So let's get into it. Um, the essential oils are jasmine and frankincense. Uh, the organs that it governs are the muscular and skeletal system, the skin and the central nervous system. Now, if you're overactive on your seventh chakra, uh, you're going to be, uh, you, you're prone to over-intellectualizing. You have spiritual addiction. Uh, the, the, uh, the modern name for that is spiritual narcissism. Uh, YouTube has a few uh, videos on what spiritual narcissism is. But if you can imagine somebody who is a narcissistic person and also is into spiritualism, um, you know, that's a dangerous combination, especially for people who are trying to learn and to follow. And so uh, people like that are be, tend to become gurus and um, they, uh, they kind of think that their way is the only way. And so um, that's one of ways that you can have an overactive uh, seventh chakra. If you're balanced, oh, excuse me. If you're underactive, uh, you will be prone to spiritual cynicism, learning difficulties, rigid belief systems, apathy, materialism, greed, and, be, and wanting to dominate others. And if you're balanced, you have a sense of spiritual connection. Uh, you're open-minded. You have wisdom and mastery. You have a very broad understanding about life. You're intelligent and thoughtful. You're aware. You have the ability to perceive, analyze, and assimilate information. Okay, so that is the seventh chakra. Now, uh, what I also want to talk to you about is blockages. And then I'm going to uh, go through ways to energize your chakras. And uh, let me see here. 
Okay. And then what I'm going to do is after I go through all of that information, then what we're going to do is I'm going to make a part three and it's going to be right after this video. So stay tuned if you want to see it live. Otherwise, if you don't have time to stick around with me, then um, you can go ahead and uh, watch the, the recording. But what I'm going to do is I am going to go through my method on how to you do a chakra balancing on yourself and also to do it on somebody else. Okay, so chakra blockages. Excuse me one second. Okay, so chakra blockages. First chakra, the blockage is fear. False evidence appearing real. Now, remember the first chakra has to do with um, uh, physical needs. Okay, so if you're uh, feeling like you don't have any money or especially now with all the crap that's going on in the world, um, it's not, not hard to be fearful, okay, of the future and what's happening. But uh, if you balance your root chakra, okay, then you will be able to uh, dispel some of that fear and deal with it so that you can uh, be a little more um, balanced. And that's the whole idea. That's why um, we teach these classes so that you can be balanced. So the second chakra um, is guilt. And uh, that's where your, your sacral chakra is where your main emotions are love and fear. And so if you're having an issue with guilt, that means that you need to learn how to forgive yourself. And so if your second chakra is blocked, then you um, will not have very loving feelings towards yourself. And so that if you um, learn how to balance that, then you will learn how to uh, be a little more um, easy on yourself and be nice to yourself. Okay, the third chakra, the blockage is shame. Now remember the third chakra has to do with personal power, self-esteem, courage, that kind of stuff. So uh, disappointments and shame in the self. So that is where you're going to uh, feel awful about yourself, all right? So if you balance the third chakra, you're going to be able to deal with that kind of stuff. And then that goes along with the other two, all right? Being uh, in fear and then also learning how to forgive yourself. So the fourth chakra, the blockage is grief, sadness, and love, which is in the chest, okay? So um, when people are grieving, a lot of times they complain that they have heaviness in the chest or they can't breathe or uh, they feel that the anxiety in the chest, okay, instead of the solar plexus where a lot of people feel it is because of that sadness and loss. So it's very important to balance the, the, uh, the, the uh, heart chakra. The fifth chakra is uh, truth. So your blockage is lies. And this is the ones that we tell ourselves. Uh, about our own nature. So um, it's a really important uh, to be able to speak your truth and to know your truth. So if you don't know your truth then you are going to talk about, you know, you're basically gonna be in denial about a lot of things and the uh, lies that we tell ourselves. So basically um, balancing the throat chakra, you'll be able to uh, feel better about yourself because you're unblocking all these other chakras and you'll be able to speak who you are with a confidence. 
The sixth chakra is the blockages illusion. Um, now, this is not illusion of the world. This is illusion of separation. Okay, separation from the universe, separation from uh, prime creator, separation from God, whatever you want to call it. But we are not really, see, I, I don't blame religion, but religion causes this sometimes where uh, you feel like you're the little human and then God's up there somewhere in the clouds on a big lofty throne looking down on us going, oh, interesting. Um, but that's not really what... Uh, that see we are all one and we're connected to the collective and the consciousness so you know we are a piece of god we're a spark of the universe all right and so uh if we have a blockage in the sixth chakra that makes us feel like we are not part of that we're not part of that collective or that whole and then the sadhana chakra the blockage is earthly attachment so um that means that you really just let go of everything that you have grown to love because when you love that you covet those things okay and and they they if you let go they don't really truly disappear but the strings that bind you do so you have love for things like you you may have a cherished antique from your great grandmother okay but to hold on to that like it's like life or death and if you lose it you're going to die well, that's just unrealistic. And those are the kind of things that I'm talking about, um, that you you have that, you don't have that emotional attachment. Okay, that's what they talk about. Okay, so um, now what I'm going to talk about is how to energize your chakras. So uh, there are a lot of ways that you can do that. And um, the first one being your thoughts. Now, Thought is an energy form, and science has proven a positive thought allows our energy to flow freely and unrestricted, whereas negative thoughts decrease energy in our body. So if we uh, are wanting to, say, uh, balance the root chakra, then uh, a passionate thought is a red energy stimulant, but an angry thought decreases your energy flow for your red, the red or first chakra. So the, you, you uh, want to be mindful of how you express yourself and your thoughts uh, start, you know, you express yourself, but your thoughts start somewhere. And so you want to be mindful of your thoughts. Now, another way that you can balance your chakras is the sun. Now, the sun encompasses the complete light system, including the visible light spectrum, which is how we see. And uh, you can get balanced by just sitting in the sun because the sun has all the colors to it. So it's going to balance every chakra. Um, people, animals, plants, minerals, water, and our chakras receive energy from the sun's light. So if you're not able to enjoy the sun for a few hours daily, or at least at least 15 minutes, you can use a full spectrum light bulb uh, in your lamp at home or at work. And that really helps. Now, another way that you can balance your chakras is by using food. So once the plants absorb the sun's energy, the color energy that remains is the energy of that fruit, vegetable, or flower. So uh, you can eat food that you can, like a lot of you hear, you know, as people say, eat the rainbow. Well, that's one reason why is because 
you keep your chakras balanced by eating all the different colors. So red fruits, of course, strawberries, cherries, you know, that kind of stuff, beets, you know, vegetables, uh, remember flowers, uh, roses, roses are edible. You can make that, throw that, those into a salad. Um, orange, of course, oranges. Uh, there are a lot of orange mangoes. Um, can't think of any other orange fruits at the top of my head, but I'm sure you guys can. Oh, carrots, of course. Uh, anything that's orange, uh, let's say orange. Uh, nasturtiums are orange, uh, calendulas are orange. So you, those are edible flowers as well. Uh, let me see, so yellow, uh, yellow squash, um, yellow foods, anything that's color yellow, uh, you know, anything that's um, that edible uh, for yellow, bananas, that's another good yellow fruit. Uh, let's see, green, oh, this. <laughs> There's tons of greens. So, you know, you just look in the plant kingdom, uh, you know, go in any produce section and you're going to see a big sea of green. It's just pick anything out, you know, uh, any of the greens, um, you know, uh, you can use green peppers, you can uh, use green peas, you can use zucchini, you can, you know, use kale, and which is not my favorite, but spinach and Swiss chard and all those good things. So those are really good for uh, the heart. Okay, so blue, uh, there's not a lot of blue, uh, not a whole lot of blue um, vegetables and fruits, but they are blueberries is one. Uh, I can't really think of anything else off the top of my head, uh, but you can, uh, it, you can uh, explore that. And then um, indigo, which was basically purple. So, uh, you know, blueberries also you can use uh, to balance uh, purple grapes. Uh, there's a lot of, um, there are purple foods that you can eat. And then uh, light purple or clear, clear, which would be white. Okay, uh, I guess potatoes and jicama. And that's something that I don't know why it came to mind, but uh, and, and radishes, anything like that. Okay, so that's use, uh, the use of food. Uh, now you can also vis do visualization. Um, if you're into meditation or yoga, those are really great um, that you can meditate on other specific chakras if you need certain ones balanced. You can also use gems and minerals, which we talked about extensively. Um, you can also do color bathing. Uh, you can get either uh, plastic filters or you can get colored light bulbs. Um, I know Amazon sells uh, a colored light bulb and it also comes with a remote. So if you plug it into your lamp and you push the buttons, you can get the full color spectrum. And you can use that, uh, you know, just sit there and just bathe in the light for 15, 20 minutes. And that will really help. Uh, aromatherapy is another thing. We talked about that with every chakra and I gave examples. So you can use aromatherapy. You can either use your diffuser or you can uh, play it topically if you dilute them properly. Please make sure you do not put uh, essential oils directly on the skin. Um, we're gonna have another couple of classes on that stuff. Music and dance, uh, there are different um, tones that you can do uh, also. Uh, you can use your own voice and use that for sound. So you can use that as well. Uh, let me see. Um, you can also uh, create gem waters with some of the crystals and it's called solarized water, energized water. And if you're using, uh, let's say you want to energize your solar plexus, uh, you take some citrine and you energize the water with it. And I did a, a class on that several weeks ago. Um, it might've been the last 
last year when I did that class. But uh, gem water is a really good way to do that. Uh, decor, uh, you can use some throw pillows or a blanket or curtains in the color that you want to bathe yourself in. Uh, also clothing, you know, you could wear a red t-shirt or a blue t-shirt or, uh, you know, get creative, use a bandana, uh, wear blue jeans or whatever, you know, anything. Uh, and then art and color, so you can use that to express yourself. Okay, so uh, that's the lesson uh, for the moment. And then what I'm gonna do is um, I am going to stop this video and then I'm going to proceed right after that within about mm, a couple of minutes. And I'm going to go over your uh, teaching you how to actually uh, do a chakra balancing. Okay, so uh, we are going to end this and I will be back in a couple of minutes.